Welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast. My name's Andrea Coley, and our hope with this podcast is to share leadership lessons. So each episode, I'll be talking to a different woman in ministry, a leader who's gonna share something that she's learned along the way. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. In today's episode, I'm talking to Pastor Caroline Mataze. She is the lead pastor of City Church Kampala in Uganda, where she not only leads and casts vision and preaches, but she is also an amazingly gifted worship leader and songwriter. Uh, I so much enjoyed my time with her, and I hope that you do too. She's sharing with us what she's learned along the way about what it is to truly live into who God has called her to be. Hope you enjoy. All right. Well, I am here doing the Lead Bold podcast, which means I get to have really awesome conversations with really awesome leaders. Um, I'm here today with Pastor Caroline Mataze. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yay! I said it right. And we are in Kampala, Uganda. Woohoo! Woo well, hello. Hello. I'm so privileged to get to be here. We have a team visiting for the week. And um, Caroline, why don't you tell us a little bit about what um, this awesome City Church Kampala that was started with you seven years ago fit your whole story into <laughs> one minute or less. Okay, so City Church Kampala started 1st July 2012. And I'm one of the founding members and the like resident pastor. So I'm the one who's here. And by that, she means she's the pastor who does all the things and preaches every Sunday and <laughs> casts vision. And But she does have an amazing team. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and we have other programs under that, which is so hard that they came to visit Crosswinds Church, the kids. And we pay for about 140 children. We give them school fees, education, and then we have another program that's called Just Earth, and that helps farmers, not in Kampala, but outside of Kampala, giving them better farming skills so they can provide for their family. Um, yeah, and we're seven years old and still growing. Yeah, it was an incredible experience to be here um, for a Sunday service. Um, and for the program that, that Pastor Caroline's talking about. And also, if you hear any noise in the background, it's just because this is a working church, and there's like worship rehearsal coming up in a few minutes, and there's people getting here. So if you hear any noises... before. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you hear any noises, that's what that is. Um, so, yeah, you and I were talking earlier about how you were very reluctant to really be this kind of leader, and uh, through a number of circumstances um, really did, though, realize that that is exactly what God was was calling you to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of leaders, we face that same thing. So can you just share a little bit about kind of how that was for you? Um, as we were saying earlier, you were kind of kicking and screaming into your leadership role. And so just share that a little. I think a lot of leaders can relate to that feeling. Um, yeah, it's... It was crazy for me. I'm, I'm stubborn or something, but I am not stubborn anymore. Like I'm so obedient, so faithful. God got all the stubborn right out of you. <laughs> yep. Um, I think sometimes leadership roles can be very intimidating and make you feel like I don't, I'm not sufficient. I'm not equipped enough. I don't have it. But sometimes you never know what you have until you actually just 
just go get into it and you will realize that you're much stronger than you think you are you have more resource in you than you thought you had many times i thought why do they keep coming every sunday why do they come back <laughs> like a part of me wanted to get them and go like hi so why do you guys come back like seriously like <laughs> i know my sermon was not half as good or like even i was like god <laughs> And then they come back every Sunday and like clockwork. And I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to end? Like one day I'm going to come and there won't be anyone. <laughs> I think we've all felt that when we're doing an event or <laughs> preaching at church, like no one is going to be there and it's going to be because of me. <laughs> yeah. But I had a friend the very first time that I had, I was asked to come and um, start this church. He said, so what are you afraid of? And I was like, that I will fail. I was like, well, technically, if you fail, that means people didn't come. And so if people didn't come, there was no one to see you fail. So technically... <laughs> wow, that's a real optimist yeah. right there. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but I would, I would say, like, I, I was saying earlier to Andrea that it felt like being thrown into the deep end when you don't know how to swim and just saying, learn how to swim now. Um, but I feel that there, there, there's so many gifts inside of us. There's so many, there's a wealth, a treasure. I mean, scripture says that we have a treasure in earth and vessels on the inside of us. So we have a treasure inside of us. And many times we're not going to see it until we face circumstances that bring it out. I mean, to get gold, it has to go through fire. To get, you know, any type of silver treasure, it goes through a fire. It goes mm -hmm. through something, a purifier. So... I am not the same leader I was seven years ago. Uh, I am more confident. I've been through a certain path and I have seen myself survive things that I thought would kill me or like, how did I get through that? Or where did I get the wisdom? Where, where did this come from? How did I know to do this? How, like, I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Where did I get the patience? Where, like, hello, dealing with people is... Yeah. If you could see how wide her eyes are right now, it would that facial expression would say a thousand words. Like I learned that God is special. I'm like, how do you deal with me? Like man, yeah. these people. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, look at yourself first. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was kicking and screaming, so I guess if they kick and scream to get where they need to go, I need to understand and I need to be patient. But I would say as a leader, you have more to give and you're not, God is not asking you to give off of what you don't know. He's just asking mm -hmm. you to give what you have. He told Moses, Moses said, but I have nothing. I can't speak. He said, what you have in your hands? Let me use that. Mm -hmm. So let God use what you have. Right. Don't try to like read 10,000 books in one day and, you know, listen to 500 sermons and er I'm learning that everything is a process and I might look at crosswinds and think like, oh my God, they're a huge church. I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And I have to pause and go like, no, what do I have in my hand? What can mm -hmm. I do now? And then let it grow. Let God multiply it. Let God use what I have. So as leaders, you can never, ever say that you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. If God is calling you, then you have something. Yeah. And I loved what you said about how you're a different leader than you were seven years ago when you started yeah. this church. But had you not done what was right in front of you seven years ago, then six years ago, then five years ago, you would not be no. where you are. 
uh, I, I already shared with you that I loved getting to listen to your sermon on Sunday and it was conversational and interactive. And so you, every single person in what was it? Your auditorium is a tent and we were all of us in that tent, this big blue tent with a tile floor and a stage. All of us felt like we were having a one-on-one conversation with you. Um, anyway, I digress. My point is that, uh, but even you said that early on you would compare yourself yeah. to, you know, like your mentor mm-hmm. and how you're not the same, and yeah. yet you just kept doing it and you just kept doing it. That's huge. Yeah. Everyone has something to give. Everyone is unique, and uh, trying to be like someone else kills what I have, mm-hmm. and. If I try to preach like everyone else, I, I, I'm going to fail and I'm going to, it won't be authentic. The Holy Spirit can't use you. He says, do everything we do, whether it's worship in spirit and truth. So in the truth of who I am and who is he created to me to be in the truth of the word, because mm-hmm. the word is my mirror. When I look in the mirror, then I know who I am. So when I know who I am, that's the truth that I'm walking in, that my identity, my, so if I try to be like my mentor, if I try to be like my senior pastor or whatever, I'm, I'm going to fail miserably. Uh, so I learned very early and I tried so many times. I was like, today I'm going to come and I'm going to be on fire. And I'm going <laughs> to preach and they're just going to know that, you know, the Holy Ghost came down. <laughs> and everyone's like, what happened to Pastor Carol? She was crazy today. <laughs> and I just, I've had to like go like, hey, you're good. I mean, there will be days when the Holy Spirit will lead me to be, you know, mm-hmm. jumpy and fiery. And, but it, it's, it's never, it, it's built and it's, and I, you know, you learn to trust him. And mm-hmm. I, I've learned to be confident in my conversational preaching. I, yes. I've learned to just be me. I'm not going to try. I mean, for me, I'm like, let's sit, have coffee. Okay, let's, you sit, I stand, let's have coffee. <laughs> and I tell you yeah. what God has done in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's appropriate because on Sunday you talked about how we're all created Yay. uniquely and that God did not make because. you, it made you that way because he has a purpose yeah. for you and that's how you find it. In this next segment, Caroline and I talked about some of those leadership opportunities that are right in front of her and her staff when it comes to their outreach program called SOHA, Smile of Hope Africa. Through SOHA, City Church in Kampala pays for children's schooling and medical care. Uh, They come alongside the parents of those children and equip them with tools for sustainable income. And they have a creative arts program that instills confidence and freedom of expression in the kids. Here's my question. How do you know what is the right thing to move forward in and what are the things that even though there's a need, it doesn't mean that you have to meet it. I think a lot of leaders struggle with being too diversified. Yet even though you guys have a lot of things happening, they're they seem to be all the right things. So can you talk a little bit about how you just have wisdom in doing that? I think it's how you look at it, uh, your perspective of the, the the need or the situation. So my perspective is, um, for Soha, these are my kids. If I had a child um, and they were going to school 
and they came home and they didn't have this, what am I thinking? If they came home and they had bad grades, how am I going to help them? You know, that's how I'm thinking about it. If I had a kid and and they came home and they had bad grades and they came home and they were bullied and they came home and they're, okay, I'm a woman, so maybe their father did this and they didn't, how are we dealing with that? How do we help them understand the challenges they're facing? I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. For Soha, in terms of church, I always say, God, your people, these are your people and you love them so much. So you need to show me how you want to, I'm reminded of Solomon when he said, give me wisdom to, to lead your people. Um, and dealing with people is so, it teaches you so much. It teaches you patience. It teaches you to, to, to not look right at the situation. I think that's it. Many times we look at the need and we put it right here and, and, and we're emotional about it. And you have to step back, look look from a different perspective, see the bigger picture and just go, how do I help this person get where I'm going, where I want them to get? How, how do I help them see what I see? How do I, I mean, getting, I mean, you, you've met my team, they're amazing, but mm-hmm. they weren't always amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> we'll make sure they don't get a copy of this. Please. The, 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 but like we the, said before, you weren't always amazing yes. either. <laughs> No, I, I was just born amazing. Anyway, I'm not joking. <laughs> they, they came in and they, they, they were beautiful and they were amazing, but they were raw. And there was just so many things that, like getting them to understand it, you have to repeat yourself 500 times because you're changing mindsets. And when you're changing mindsets, you're not going to say thing, something once. I mean, it's like when a child is learning to talk, you're going to say mama, and they're going to say ma. You're going to say mama, ma. Right. Ma. Ma. And they're going to say, and you have to keep saying it over and over till they finally get it. I have to look at it. These are my kids. These are God's children. I I, I only have stewardship over them. So, Lord, and many times it's more like God says, I've been patient with you. Remember? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of that thing. Like God goes like, Carol. (laughs) Carol. (laughs) Look back in the mirror. Yeah. (laughs) Look in the mirror. Hey, Mm -hmm. just yesterday we dealt with this, remember? (laughs) And I'm like... Yeah. Well, and it's like what I think that's one of the challenges as a leader who has vision is that you're trying to get them where you're going, where, where you know that God wants them to go, but you also have to be in it with them Mm. again and again and again, but you also have to step back to be, get your head out Uh of the emotional. Like how do you manage that tension of looking ahead, but being patient in the moment? Can you talk about how do you do the back and forth of that? Um, I, I think I have one way really, but <laughs> I try as much as possible, as much as I can, uh, to have this quiet time where I just sit with God and it helps me take my mind off what is exactly in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I try not to pray for the need right before me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I try not to pray out of panic. Let me put it like that. Like, I don't like someone to say, oh my God, this happened and they stole this. And then I go, Lord, you need to fix this. I, I, I try not to do that. Every time I panic or I fear or I get in that state, my first reaction is pause. Mm. What's the truth? Mm. Can God handle this? You know, I have this thing. I keep telling myself, God's not in heaven and going, oh my God, I forgot. I... <laughs> Oh, whoops. <laughs> Oops. How did I let this happen? Oh, she was supposed to have been married 10 years ago. You know, like, <laughs> I'm always like, God is not going like. So I keep telling myself, Carol, 
he got this he knows he knows this was going to happen this is not he's not in heaven running around like a headless chicken trying to figure this out he knows mm -hmm. and he's almighty and that helps me pause before i get to that point i try not to pray about anything Mm. if I'm still in my emotion if I'm still I w I'd rather keep quiet mm -hmm. and just be still and, and not say oh I need leaders mm -hmm. God I need this yeah. and if you give me this this will fix this because then I'm praying because the need is pushing mm -hmm. me and then I'm not I'm not really going into the truth of the mm -hmm. matter or getting into the word so I pause and many times I can face a situation and then I, I don't deal with it right there like yeah. especially if I'm in it if my emotion is in it I'm gonna pause but also I'm a worshiper so for yes. me worship writing worship songs helps me sort of release yeah. every emotion mm -hmm. so i'm gonna write a song of frustration and i'm gonna <laughs> release that emotion and but it will end up in worship and it will end up in a place of peace yes. then i can think more clearly i know that my the first years were the hardest for me and that's when i wrote most of the worship songs because mm -hmm. that was that's my way of coping mm -hmm. i will sit and and write worship songs and i will feel good and i my focus is somewhere else mm -hmm. it's not on the need and then when i come back Maybe I can see it more clearly or, you know, when I come back, I can ask for a clearer picture. Mm -hmm. But I think many times when we move because of the need or the emotion that the need brings, then we end up only seeing the need. So I, I've learned to go like, okay, that's the problem. And sometimes they can, yeah, we need an answer right now. I'm like, okay, um, you'll get it. So it sounds like when you have a, a pressing thing that feels urgent, yeah. it feels like a big problem, it feels like something that has to be solved right now, um, or a decision made, mm. you try to kind of set it to the side. Yeah. Go to God, just Carol and God, and be reminded of, like, he's got you, yes. he's got this, and almost not try to get the answer, yeah. it sounds like. Yes. I, I don't try to get the answer because mm -hmm. every time I've tried to get the answer <laughs> it's not the answer you no. wanted <laughs> it's not the answer I wanted and it doesn't work <laughs> and then I still have to come back so I've learned over the years to and, 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 and to know that God God is not when it's yours it's yours it's going to come back that opportunity is going to come mm. back I can wait it out I can I can wait it out with God I, I'm, I'm not in a hurry but if God is in a hurry, then He's gonna give me the answer like yeah. that. Yeah. You know. Then I don't have to panic. I don't. Either way, yeah. either I need way. to get rid of the fear. I need to get mm. rid of the anxiety. I need to get rid of all the emotion that isn't necessarily God, because it's gonna make me hear different. Yeah. It's gonna make me sense different. And and the tiny things of okay, Carol, here I just want you to love them. Mm. What? Seriously? <laughs> yes, love them. How does that work? I just want you to forgive them. What? God, seriously, do you know what she has done? Do you know how much money we've lost with that mm. mistake? Do you know we don't even have the money? I, you know, and, and, and those answers you don't get when you're in the emotion. Yeah. What you get is, I'm going to deal with this. Yes. I'm the leader. They need to listen to me. They need to know that I have. And sometimes that comes off as I'm weak or I, you know, and I'm like, I waited out. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point because so often as leaders, especially I think sometimes as women leaders, mm -hmm. we are very aware of not looking weak and looking like we've got it together and that we deserve this place of leadership that we're in. And, and 
it doesn't allow us to set aside the fear, set aside the anxiety, yeah. and really just be be God having our attention. Um, you are an incredible worship leader with an amazing voice, but beyond all that, on Friday when we went to your prayer, we went to a prayer and worship um, service, and you said, and I don't know if it was in a song, mm. a lyric, or you just said it, but you said, God, you have my attention. Yeah. And I don't, is that something you say a lot? Yeah. Was that a song? <laughs> I think there's a song. Maybe it was a song. But I wasn't singing. I was just saying, just God, saying, you have my yes. attention. And that struck me because it's so, in, the, in saying it, it makes you give attention to yeah. God. It's yeah. almost like, I'm going to say this truth that I want to be true. And then it will be true. Yeah. And then and so it it's rings very We have to be like God. He says, say the things that are not as though they are. Yes. Begin to speak them. Yes. So okay, God, you have my attention. <laughs> I I keep <laughs> focus, Carol. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's very true. You really live that out. And I see that just in the worship, the way you guys do worship, I hear that and I see that. And I I love that so much. Um it gets us beyond what is to mm. what should be, could yeah. be, you know, would be. Um, but my point is that I really like that concept of knowing that regardless of what the problem or what feels pressing, God, you have my attention. I'm here. And if the answer comes soon or late, I'm not going to worry what other people are pressuring me toward. And that's, that is leading that that's leading with God. It's following God and leading others. Right. Yeah. So I, I've had to learn that. Because in the beginning, I felt pressured to be the leader, to be, mm-hmm. you know, like to make a decision and to know what I want. And th- they would ask me something and I don't know. Cause yeah. like, I don't to know. look like you knew what you were yeah, doing. And none of us feel like. <laughs> like I have to look like I know what I'm doing. Uh, and then in, in looking like I know what I'm doing, I'm just making more mistakes and yes. landing myself even in more trouble. So now I learned to go like, I'll get back to you. Yes. I don't care if you think I look like I don't know what I'm doing, mm. but I will get back to you when I get back yes. to you and I will have an answer. Yeah. And and sometimes I will get back to them like this. Like I will say, I'll get back to you and then it comes faster than I thought. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'm I back. <laughs> yeah, so this is what I think we should do. <laughs> but I, I've learned that leadership is not in being swift or in being the first mm. one to answer or in knowing it all or in, you know, I'm okay saying I don't know it and going back to God and saying, so... I, I don't know what to tell those people. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> do you have an idea how we deal with this thing? And, yeah. and, and most times he comes through. Yeah. Or I will ask someone else because that's why I have mentors. And yeah. I will ask someone, I'm facing this. I, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. And um, I think being humble enough to know that we don't know everything and yeah. we need help. and But also help from God first. I mean, I've had situations where I will just feel like, oh, you need to call this person. And I'm like, I haven't called them in a year. What does it look like when I call them now? But then I will call them and they will come through and mm. I will know that it's God giving me an answer through a person. Yeah. Um, so I think many times we need to just pause, yes. step back, look at the situation from a different angle and not from the need and the emotion. Mm. And, and we will see clearly, we will see an answer. He will show us. God is not panicking. He's not in heaven having a panic attack. He's not in heaven about to, you know, like, Angel Gabriel, how many times have I told you? You cannot keep messing this up. He's not like that. Yeah. Like I, So every time I face a situation, I'm like, he's not panicking. Yeah. So Carol, calm down. It's huge. That's huge. Okay, I know you have 
rehearsals to get to. Yes. Let me ask you one more question, and you can answer this however you want. So our uh, lead bold is what this podcast is, and my mm -hmm. hope is as I talk to uh, women leaders in ministry that we would be able to encourage other women who are in ministry to also lead bold. So I want to close with just this really broad question um, for you of, for you, uh, what does that look like? Or how do, how do you lead boldly? What does leading bold look like for you? I think, you know, lead bold sounds huge. Um, lead bold for me speaks of authenticity. It speaks of being you. It speaks of many times we've thought about I, I, when, when people look at me, I'm the independent feminist. I'm the, you know, and it's true. I will affirm that. <laughs> That's what I see when I look at you. <laughs> I got my life all together. And um, that can be intimidating sometimes. But I think leading bold is not in is not in always showing strength. It's in showing weakness as well. It's in showing it's in being vulnerable it's in being and I, I don't mean like you know there's like a false sense of vulnerability like like oh yeah I, I find it hard to lead worship as well and you know I, I shake as well this is where I started from and blah 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 and we all have that story but I, I, I think just being true to yourself in those moments it's okay to to let people look like they're taking advantage of you it's okay to look the other way it, it it's strength to look the other way and not um get let the emotion get the better of you it is it is strength for you to bring your feminine side and be and bring that joy or the pink or i'm not girly girly but if you're girl you know like mm -hmm. it's okay for you to be you that is your strength that is boldness that is you leading bold that is you bringing something different on the platform that is you because we have all the men being macho and being egoistic <laughs> like we don't need more macho like we just need a, a voice of honesty like for me you can shout all you want if you're not if I can't hear your heart, I'm not listening. You can be as quiet as you want. If I can't hear your heart in the silence, I'm not listening. You can dance as hard as you want, but if I can't see heart, if I can't see you, and, and, and vulnerable is, is, being vulnerable is just to let yourself be seen. Because mm -hmm. many times we're showing, we're acting, we're showing what we think a leader should look like. We're showing what we think a pastor should look like or what a woman leader needs to be or da 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 da, da. and I'm like stop just let me see you if I see you I'm led I'm gonna follow you I'm not gonna follow what you think I want to see or what you hope or what the you know I want to see you and if I see you I can follow you anywhere mm. so I think leading bold is lead as you yeah lead just be you and let us see you I I love people because none of us are the same. I look at people and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. She's amazing. She's like this. And, she, and she's not like me. And I can celebrate that, that uniqueness, that authenticity, that just let me see you. So if you're leading bold, whatever 
whatever platform you have, whatever leader, whatever worship, if you're a worship, I tell my worshipers, lead, don't try to be like me, please don't. <laughs> Just be you. If, if your leading worship is speaking in a deep voice or is shouting or is be you. So I, I pray that I will see so many other women rise up and just rise up as who they are because we have a lot of, God created us different for a reason. And when he created woman, he added something special, you know. So we are really, really special and we are so much stronger than we think. Um, and we can handle so much. We just have no clue until we get through it. Um, but let us see you. Let us really, really see you. Well, that was an awesome answer, especially since you didn't know I was going to ask you that. <laughs> uh, Pastor Caroline, thank you for your wisdom, your time, letting our team come and be led by you and to see your your team. And it was just a privilege to be here. I'm really thankful you took time to have a conversation with me. Thank you so much for coming. It was so, it was amazing meeting you guys. Almost like we've been friends forever. And I think that's how it's going to be in heaven. Like you meet someone and you're like, oh, I'm... I knew you. Oh, I didn't know I knew you, but I knew you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Let's start from where we stopped when we never met. But yeah. Yes, I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lead Bold Podcast. 